welcome to episode 14 of Head of a Codfish, a podcast that looks at the stories of modern working families. I am your podcast host and producer Hayley, but for this episode, I got on the other side of the microphone. I asked friend of the podcast Megan, who I interviewed in episode 10, to interview me. It was an interesting experience answering the questions that I'd asked so many other people. Even though I'd thought about how I would answer them many, many times, when it came to it, some I answered easily and some I could barely come up with an answer for at all. So I guess now I know what it's like for the shoe to be on the other foot. Now, I think one of the reasons why I was a bit lost with some of the questions was that between the time when we organised to do this interview and then when we actually did it, I managed to lose my job. So I was answering these from the perspective of someone who's unemployed. So a bit of background on that situation. The business I was working for has gone into voluntary administration. So one day I received a phone call and as of that point, I was unemployed. So if it seems like I'm answering from a couple of different perspectives, that's possibly because sometimes during the interview, I might not have remembered I'd lost my job and sometimes I might have. So I don't really feel like I need to give you much of an introduction to myself. You've probably heard a fair bit from me already. But before we get into the interview, just a couple of things I want to mention to you. If you hadn't already noticed, on the Head of a Codfish Facebook page, I've started Podcast Friday, where every Friday I recommend a podcast that you might want to check out if you're looking to expand your podcast listening. If you want to see those posts, go to www.headofacodfish.com slash Facebook. That'll take you to the Facebook page. Just like it and you'll see those Podcast Friday recommendations every week. Now, I'm not sure how many iPhone people I have listening, but for those people, I wanted to talk a little bit about the changes to the app for listening to podcasts. Now, with the latest operating system update, the default app has been updated and I've never used it. I'm not an iPhone person, so I haven't experienced it firsthand, but a lot of people are complaining. A lot of people are saying it doesn't work as well and are finding the whole experience quite unsatisfactory. And what I've noticed in podcast groups is that there's a higher number of people saying they don't want to use it anymore and they're looking for other options. So if you're finding yourself in this boat and you don't love the new Apple podcasting app, I suggest you go to the subscribe page on the Head of a Codfish website. If you go to www.headofacodfish.com slash subscribe, there's some instructions there on how to subscribe to my podcast, which of course you can apply to any other podcast. The app that I use, which is called Pocket Casts, is available for Android and Apple, but it isn't free. I think it's about a $5 once-off fee, and it is really good if you do listen to a lot of podcasts. So as I said, I don't use an iPhone. I can't speak from experience about apps for that platform. What I do here is the Overcast is free and quite good, and Stitcher is also available for Apple devices. So if you are having trouble with the app and you never have before, it might be time to look at some of those options. So now it's time for myself to listen to myself talking about myself. Hope you enjoy it. So Hayley, let's start with a big question for any working parent. On a scale of newborn to teenager, how much sleep are you getting at the moment? 
Um, I'm doing pretty well. Yep. Uh, when I started this podcast, I was doing quite badly. Um, but <laughs> my, my now two-year-old is better. Um, she generally only wakes up in the night, comes into our bed, sometimes sneaks in over the foot of the bed, and we don't even know. Ah, stealth mission. The stealth, yeah, the yeah. stealth bedroom invader. Yeah. Um, but even if she does wake me up, it's generally a couple seconds. Yeah. Just to heave her over yeah. into the middle. Uh, and then then she goes to sleep, and so it's not much. From child perspective, sleep's fine. I guess, like, a few people that I talk to, if I lose any sleep, it's it's due to me. Yeah. Me trying to do too much stuff. Yeah. Trying to, trying to, like, do crazy things like podcasts in the evening after the kids have gone to bed. Yeah. And... Your mind doesn't wind down. It's in yeah, yeah. Mode. And it's just that whole thing of just having the house to yourself... In the quiet, yeah. Um, and yeah, just enjoying no one wanting anything from you, yeah. And just exactly, just getting some stuff done, just, yeah, yeah. I know that's a big problem for a lot of us mums, I think it is, it is definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I um, get yeah, more as I've been speaking to, to more working parents, uh, it's more common than I realized, yeah. It's like our downtime, but it's almost like wind-up time as well. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's to like find that balance. You've, I've kind of been at work, and then I've been doing domestic stuff and yep. food and children, yep. uh, and then they go to bed, and it's just like you clock on yeah. for the rest of the stuff you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, exactly. And it's something I'm aware of, and I'm trying to do less of. Yeah. Um, but, yes... Still, still not a great attendance at yeah at uh, doing less yeah in the evenings and getting more sleep yeah 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 don't worry I think that's an issue for a lot of us mums. Um, so as a starting point, can you tell me about the members of the family and how they are occupied, as in work, school, preschool, family, childcare, other childcare? Yeah. Okay. So uh, myself, I was working part time until quite recently. Uh, my husband works. Full time. I have two school age children and one who is in childcare. Okay, yep. So a fair bit of running around, juggling. Yes, yeah, there is. Uh, I guess um, now that there's two at school, it is less, but still, yeah, there's there's a fair amount of running around of getting two people to and from school and childcare. Uh, We're currently using two different childcares, so that's. Different element of different hours, different one provides food and one doesn't. Yeah, so organisation. Different organisation for different days of the week. Yeah. Um, Which adds its complexities, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you know everyone goes to the same spot every day, like say when there's three at school, and you provide the same thing for everyone every day, yes. It's a. Certainly makes it easier. It's easier, yeah. But. yeah, lots of... And then, then it's just, of course, into uh, after-school activities. Yes. Um, which I've spoken about before where um, my children are allowed to do two activities at a time. Yep. Um, and if they do the same activity as another child at the, at the same time, they, they get extra points. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's just... That's like if you do something that's shared with one of your sisters, then that's less running around I have to do. Yep. 
for, like for the whole yeah 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 so we do organize it there's a few things because obviously they're not you know exactly the same age um but there's a few things if you do swimming you can often get even though they're in different levels you can get classes at the same time yeah uh we do a yoga class at the moment all together awesome. me and my two eldest children yeah so we obviously do that all the all at the same time uh but the eldest one is old enough that she's getting into some school team sports yeah which no one else can do yeah. at the moment and even if they do do them they'll never be in the same level mm. so more the school based activities um allow yes. that less yes the, the the kind of joint activity yeah exactly yeah no i understand it's um, just trying to find that balance that, you know, they're happy with the activities they're doing and, you know, it's providing that kind of extracurriculum, you know, um, education or, you know, physical activity or whatever it is, but at the same time not exhausting everybody yes. in the family running around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we were just talking about it this week because starting a new term and so some, some different new activities happening. And two of the things we do that someone in the family does don't start until six o'clock. Yeah. Um, which is A means it finishes late, but B means you have to have everyone fed before you go. Yeah. Because really, um, the one, well, there's one that goes from six to seven and it's across the other side of town. So by the time you've done that, uh, they wouldn't be able to concentrate. Yes. Um, if they hadn't eaten. Exactly. Um, and by the time they get ho- we get home, kind of half past seven, it's really getting to bed. Yeah. Um, so there's there's kind of two nights a week where I'm having to feed everyone quite early. Yeah. Which is hard to do, as in hard to get it organised and hard to get them to eat when it's. Yeah. earlier than they normally would and they're just kind of stuffing around yeah like, you have to go you have to eat and they're just kind of and it kind around. of requires that forethought doesn't it you know like you have to kind of be thinking about it yes. maybe the night before that's like, right. rather than yeah. in the morning particularly if you're working there's no way yeah you if you've been at work and and you can't you don't really have enough time to to frost something and yeah. get it cooked and you can't have anything that's like got to be cooking for an hour yeah it has to be something that's really quick yeah um and so we're kind of doing that two nights a week already. And then there was just another thing that um, was, that's kind of, it's a bit earlier, finishing at six instead. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, so it means three nights a week. Yeah. That you're just essentially doing this rush job. Yeah. Of food. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll do it. The, the, the one we've added is, is one, it's definitely one where you just kind of drop off. Yeah. And leave. And it's like an hour and a half, so... You know, that's. I think. I think we kind of thought about it and thought, um, probably whoever's if someone's at work that day, yep, they can just get that one on the way home. Yeah. Um, from work. Yep. When it finishes at six, and then that leaves one person to be able to be yeah. home doing doing kid stuff. Yep. 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 It's just all about finding that balance and what works for you guys. Yeah. 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 So, what are your parenting superpowers, Haley? Okay. Um. I think my superpower is getting the things that the children need. So when they need food, mm-hmm. I can give them that. I can organise that well. When they need reassurance about something or they need some attention for something or their, their emotional and physical needs, yeah. I think I'm good at providing that. Yeah. What that does mean is that I can be fairly bad at getting more functional stuff done, yep. like cleaning the house. Yeah. 
that's okay there has to be a compromise compromise. Um, which yeah going on to the kind of question about my husband's superpower he is much better at getting shit done yeah like he can do lunches so much quicker he cooks tea reasonably often just purely for the fact that he can get it done quicker than I can yeah Um, he gets in there he gets stuff done yeah he gets out yeah Um, I am slower at um, doing the functional stuff yeah and that's probably because my superpower of um, being a bit more on the wavelength of the children. Yeah. So knowing that the two-year-old really just needs a cuddle now yes. while I'm trying to cook tea and there's no way around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and getting waylaid, I guess, yeah. um, in yeah. my timeline of yeah. getting things done to kind of provide that yeah. or to, to, to be aware of what's going on and, and kind of, yeah, keep everything... Emotionally, especially, yeah, in a good place, so we don't get into yes the really bad, yes the the, the kind of meltdown. Yep, you're like the uh, like the nurturing provider, like yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, and that's important that everyone has those kind of you know different roles that yeah. and yeah. it meshes together well. So yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, generally that's what you would kind of describe as your husband's superpower. Superpower, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess like, like everyone, well, with like a lot of the, the working parents I've spoken to, he can be the one at the end of the day, uh, that, um, has more energy yep. for being fun or, yeah. or doing whatever. And I guess that I found after being at, um, working from home for quite a long time. So I would still be the one doing the, the um, functional stuff during the day yeah. um, while I was working and then going to working outside the home. I kind of went, oh, you know, at the end of the day of working all day, how much am I going to feel like doing that? Am I just going to be tired? Am I just going to be worse at this? Yeah. Um, because it's just... Um, yeah, tired or from the from a long day at work or whatever. Yeah. And I actually find I have a lot more energy to do stuff and do that kind of get in there and get stuff done, stuff done quickly. Yeah. After a day at work. Yeah. Not so. I don't think it's so much of an energy level. It's just mentally. Yes. Um, I've had enough of a break. I've been away. Yep. Long enough. Yep. That I can just I don't feel um, ground down by. Yeah. An emotional kind of yeah, yeah by doing everything and cleaning up everything. Yeah. I've I've just spent several hours not doing anything for children or yeah. cleaning up after them or whatever. So I actually have more mental energy to do that at the end of the day yeah um, than I do otherwise. So that's that's kind of been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of women would testify to that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting you say that because I haven't really had anyone mention that that I've interviewed yeah. about about just kind of having more more to give after being I mean I guess it, on, a, on a bigger scale like a little bigger picture yeah just having that balance kind of yeah it helps you out um but I guess I hadn't heard anyone mention kind of on a more functional like yeah. just coming home and um having a lot better capacity to just put together tea really quickly yeah yeah um yeah like yeah and not being too tired yeah to, to, to kind of do that at yeah. the end of the day yeah and I think we've talked about that before as well in terms of some you know what makes you more productive and sometimes yes. it's that 
whole oh. element of, you know, you've had structure to your day, you've had to get stuff done at work, you get home, okay, this needs to be done now. Yes. I just need to do it. I don't have the next eight hours to cook dinner today yes. because I'm, you know, in and out doing different jobs and I've got the day off. You know, I actually have to get it done because it's 5.30, 6 o'clock, and I just need to get everyone yeah, fed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah the, the, the kind so of, yeah, we, we did talk about that, didn't we? The, the kind of the more um, you have filling your time, mm. you just kind of hit a different level of mm. efficiency and, and, yeah. yeah, productivity. Yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. Um, so tell me, how is the childcare managed in your household and who does what when? Um, okay, so generally um, when I was working, I was working three days. So on those days, we were splitting up drop-offs. So one would do school and one would do childcare. Yeah. Uh, for a while there, we then also had uh, we were trying to park the car in a car park in the city where we both work. Yeah. So we were doing this weird thing of splitting up with two different vehicles to go to two different drop-offs, and then meeting up again, and then leaving one car and then driving into the city. Right. To park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It sounds those, strategically. Yes, it is. As, uh, yeah, sometimes a nightmare, I imagine. Other times good, but yeah, depending on how long so, one drop off takes. And yeah. Just... So on the on the days we were both at work, yeah. we were doing that. On the days that I wasn't working, I was um, doing the school drop off and pick up. Yeah. Um, so on the days where we were working, as I said, we were, one one of those days we we split up for pick up and drop off. Yeah. Um, two other days. We finish early, so one day my husband finished early and he would go and um, yeah pick up from childcare and school and then another day I do the same and then the other one catches the bus home. Yeah. Um, so again, avoid paying two lots of parking Yeah. Um, in the city, which is just, yeah, quite prohibitive. Yeah. You don't want to do it day in, day out, week exactly. in, week out. Um, yeah. Paying for two two lots of parking, uh, so yeah, we both uh, do both split picking yep. up and dropping off fairly evenly, and then obviously on the days that I am not at work, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you know this plan's a little more logistically based rather than maybe something that you would choose by choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really with the car park thing. It's really just uh, my husband changed jobs, yep. and he used to be able to park on site or near his site. Yeah, um, and then he moved to one of the main roads in the city, and there's just no yep. option for parking. So we used to go off in separate cars. Yeah, which would make the one dropping someone off and one dropping the other, like one doing school and one doing childcare, yep. made that easier yep. when we're in two different cars. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, like you're saying, it's just a lot of logistics about who's going where, when, and who's, yeah. who's got, who's parking the car, who's driving home that day, who's catching the bus. Yeah. And I am the worst at remembering the past to get in the car park. Yeah. Um, so my husband just in the end just went, okay, so I'm not going to be in the car. Like, so normally there's a spot in the car we put the pass. Yeah. But he would be in a different car, but he would just take the pass anyway. Because if it got to me and getting two to school and me and the car and the pass all in one place, it just, it just was disastrous. It was just disastrous. <laughs> so he just took on the responsibility of remembering the pass. Yeah. Even if he wasn't the one that was actually going to use it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just, uh, yes, it was beyond me. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> we can't be perfect at everything. <laughs> um, so if there were other options there, do you think you'd still plan to, to use this kind of, um, you know, option as, you know, your childcare and drop-offs and, you know, the way that you get to work? Or, you know, um, would you utilise if there were other, you know, family members or... Um... I guess just within the way that we do things, my husband and I, we tend to be very independent yeah. and don't tend to look at options of other people doing yeah. stuff, yeah. our stuff. Um, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't immediately. Uh, yeah, there would be, there would be ways. I think, yeah, if there was an option of yeah, family or someone else that could do some of it, like. For example, on uh, as I was saying, um, there's days where we finish work early, yep. leave work early, and go and go and pick up. Uh, but what the reality of that is on the day that my husband does it is that he doesn't finish early enough to get to school. Yeah. He finishes early enough for when the daycare we uses finishes at four. Yeah. Um, and so then the the children go to Osh for essentially an hour. Yeah. Or an hour and a half. Yeah. Which you're paying the the same rate anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if, if there was just someone around yeah, for an hour, like yeah. it's, you know... It's that buffer, isn't it? Yeah, it's that buffer. Yeah. And the fact is, if someone was doing that, um, say, you know, friends I have that, that do have a parent that does that, mm. then they might also just grab something out of the freezer and maybe start chopping some veggies yes. and whatever yep. well, in that time as well. Yeah. Not that that's what they're meant to be doing, no. but they're, they're kind of... But you it know, all kind of helps that. They're kind of working out, sense. working towards that goal um, yeah. of, of kind of having everyone home and the food being on its way to organised. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think um, just the situation of having no no kind of immediate family around, uh, it's taken me a while to see the advantages, but there are advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. Um, and one of the advantages, I think, is that... Uh, say when I first went back to work and my husband went to part-time work, so we were both working part-time, yeah. um, we kind of had to. Yeah. Like, it's, it, I mean, obviously you can uh, not do that, but it kind of forces you to make decisions you wouldn't otherwise if things were a bit easier, yeah. if things were a bit more comfortable. Yeah. It's pushed us into different territory mm. that I guess not many of our friends that do have those different options yeah. are pushed into. Yeah. And I think ultimately they're, it's good ter- territory. Yeah. Um, so. It allows you to see, you know, what strengths you have. And yeah. How you can yeah. manage, you know, day to day things that change. And... Oh, definitely. Like I, I kind of think of myself as a parent because I mean, cause I, you know, you have lots of friends that have grandparents and babysitters on tap and, yeah. You know, they have lots of friends who don't have kids yet, so they, they're, you know, happy to do the babysitting when yeah. they don't have their own kids kind of thing. And sometimes I just, like, I get quite jealous. I get quite um, just down about how much harder it is mm-hmm. not having, you know, uh, not having family around, not just not being in a demographic where I have, have many friends that don't have kids or yeah. that are just, you know, those the types of people that will just... Babysit. Yeah, at the drop of the drop of yeah. um, But then I think about it. I'm going. I I I parent. I can parent rings around those people. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it, it has developed different skills that I wouldn't have had to otherwise. Yeah. 
So I I think it makes me a person with different skills and different abilities. Yeah. From having having that kind of um, situation that I have to work around. Yeah. 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 No, I think so. Definitely, it's ultimately got to lead to that. Um, So you know, what do you think works well within your family unit? I think. yeah, I think that that we do split a lot of the say picking up and dropping off and cooking and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. That we we split that quite evenly and I think that that works well. Yeah. Just so no one kind of feels like they're doing everything. Yeah. The the all the domestic stuff. Yeah. That's really important. Um, and also that that we do have... There's not that many days where we are getting home really late yep. and having to, um, you know, work out tea and stuff because we do finish work early. Yeah. And, again, if you split that between two people... No, if you're doing those compressed hours just with one person, yeah. it becomes quite an, a different thing for their work. Yes. Whereas once you have two people to, to split up those days where you're maybe working, starting a bit earlier, yeah. working, uh, having less of a lunch break, leaving earlier, that, that kind of compressed hours situation, once you split that amongst two people, yeah. it just kind of has less of an impact on your overall week. Yes. Yep. Um, than, than one person having to do all of the, yeah. all of the kind of um, getting to school. Yep. Yeah. School time. Um, so I think that, yeah, that works quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, are there any downsides of the way that you're doing things at the moment? Yeah, I guess coming from the experiences you've had. So we were both, both working part-time and then we've gone back to one part-time and one full-time. Yeah. Um, and I guess I just see now again we have that situation of one person working full time and, mm. and not being able to have the capacity to do as, as much. Yeah, be as flexible. Um, and, uh, yeah, one person who's doing a lot more of the child caring yeah. uh, on top of work. And, yeah, it just uh, having experienced a position of more balance yeah, and then just kind of going back again yeah um yeah i wouldn't i mean plenty of people do it and it works so yeah. i wouldn't say that it's entirely bad but yeah i feel that it is not as good yeah um as as it was you know six months ago yeah yeah um when we both were doing childcare, we were both doing work yeah we were both doing domestic stuff yeah uh, You'd found that good balance there. I, I thought it was real. I found it really good. Yeah. Um, and I remember I did, did things like, because I had done, you know, every single medical appointment for a child for years. Um, and he might, my husband might come along to some for the particularly important ones. Yeah. But, but ultimately I'd made every appointment. I'd got everyone there um, yeah. and did the follow-up things, got the got the appointment with a specialist, filled the prescription, just did all that. And, and we do have a reasonable number of medical things that we're kind of dealing with. So yeah. it's not it's not insignificant. Yeah. So when um, we first started working part-time and then he had one day a week that he had the children or the, the ones that weren't at school, yeah. um, just to himself, I scheduled every 
medical appointment I could on his yeah. day. Yeah. I'm just like, yep, you can see that specialist. You can see that. Yep, yeah. you can do immunizations. And uh, that was immunizations there. <laughs> They're fun for the first time for the yes. dads when they haven't been to yeah, any in seven years. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Or... And, like, the kids have just had enough medical stuff that they don't really... Yeah. They don't get upset about it. They know it hurts a little bit. They're, they're really not fussed, so yeah. it's not a big not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I just went, okay, no, nah, I'm yeah. doing... <laughs> yeah, I've done these for so... These, all this stuff for so long. Yeah. You're doing it all. Yeah. Um, on your day. And how's he embraced that? He was fine with it. Yeah. Like, uh, to be honest, um, it didn't really last that long. As in, uh, they just kind of came back onto my days. Yeah. With before too long. Yeah. Um, but and, and some of that is just obviously you've got specialists that you can only see on certain days. Exactly. And they yeah. Only, only run their practice on a certain day, so um, you just if that happens to be your day, then then it uh, you know you can't work around that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there was I I really enjoyed when we both when we both work part-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so have there been any other variations or combinations that you've used in the past? Yeah, so I guess as we were just talking about, there was, um, so there was, yeah, when we were both working part-time and then before that I was working um, from home and he was working full-time, but he did from when my eldest was quite young, kind of uh, a year old, I think, he had a day, one day a week where he worked from home. Okay. Um, so, and like, yeah, he was he, he was working from home. He was working. It wasn't like a not doing any work kind of thing. Yeah. We used to, when she was quite young, a swimming lesson. Yeah. And he used to go in the pool with her sometimes on that day, kind of, you know, in, a, in the reasonable time of a lunch yeah. hour. But it was more just, it was for me, it was like one day where he could just get up and get the kids some lunch or something if I was trying to work on something because yeah. I was working from home at that time. Yeah. So if I just had a deadline on or something, we were still kind of both both there. We were both working in some shape or form, although his was more formal yeah. um, and probably needed to kind of, you know, be a bit more dedicated to to the work. Uh, but we could both just change a nappy. Yeah. If I was really under the pump, he could just, yeah, get the food, yeah. change a nappy, get someone to sleep. Yeah. Um... So that was kind of another another version. So out of all of those kind of, you know, past, um, you know, iterations of working family life, what one do you kind of feel worked the best for you guys? Yeah, I've thought about that question a lot, to be honest. Um, it depends who you say it worked best for. Mm. So if you speak to my any of my husband's employers, they would say it worked best when I was working from home. Yeah. Because he could travel, he could get to work early he could leave late yeah he had the freedom because of me being home yeah they would say that worked best yeah yeah because when we did go to both of us working part-time it clearly did not work as well for them yeah and you know there's questions about whether that was reasonable or not or whether that was fair enough or not which is kind of another matter so from their perspective having one person at home it's better. Yeah. Works better. Yeah. From my perspective, definitely um, having us both sharing domestic childcare and money earning yeah. was what worked the best. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so what do you think will be your family's next step in the evolution of your work and family life? Yeah. Well, as I, as I mentioned, I am just not working uh, as of last week. 
the business I was working in has closed. Uh, so what I thought my next iteration was probably getting the third one to school. Yeah. Um, and then just that having a flow-on effect on both my husband and I and what we can do work-wise. Yeah. Um, it just feels a bit different at the moment. <laughs> I'm not really sure what my next work will be at this point, Yeah. whether it's going to be an ongoing thing, whether it's going to be short-term, whether it's going to be full-time, part-time. So I guess that's probably that that uh, vision of, of having three at school. Yeah. Uh, yeah is still there but just how the path that getting to there just feels a little bit uncertain at the yeah, moment yeah uh, so not sure what off? the next thing is going to be i mean if i you know do do start doing some full-time work that's obviously going to be quite a big evolution and a yeah. bit of a change for us yeah um, and i think probably mostly for my youngest who then has to do a lot more childcare. yeah uh than so- she is currently do you feel you've got the capacity there to kind of work full time? Is that something you want to do before she goes to school or is it? Not necessarily, but it's a bit more, the employment market as it is now, it's not easy. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm in the position to have too many choices yeah. about how I work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think... I think it's possible that I'll do some full-time work, but not as an ongoing, mm. uh, more as a way to get into different workplaces, to yeah. get in front of different people, to prove myself a bit, yeah. to get a bit more current experience yeah. um, in my industry just because of you know the children thing and being yeah. out of the industry for a while. Uh, I, it would, I'm kind of willing to do some, some full-time um, and I don't think it will be especially good for our family, but yeah, I'm happy to do it for a period of time as a means to getting yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not. I don't know. It's hard. I'm kind of a bit all over the place. Like I see jobs that are full time and they seem really interesting, and like I'd really love them, and then I just kind of go. But it's just like an ongoing job. It's just like, like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit torn sometimes. I think, well, am I really going to? Because, you know, I've, I've been out in the industry for quite a while. Then I've kind of gone back to work in that industry, but in a role that maybe wasn't fully throwing myself in, yes. put it that way. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, you know, I'm really keen to get in somewhere and get my teeth into something. Yeah. And then I just kind of think, well, can I do that if I'm really limiting myself to part-time? Yeah. So I think I'm getting to a position where I think maybe if I can work four days and then possibly maybe my husband can see if he could work four days as well. Yeah. So close to a full-time load, but enough that we would... um, That then leaves three days of the week. Yeah. When the youngest would be in childcare. Yeah. And then, of course, we just have to work out the whole school finish time and how yeah. that works out. But um, I think that would maybe at this point be a good balance between, as I was saying, getting there, getting in somewhere, making my mark, doing something. Yeah. And not, I don't know, yeah, not having too big an impact on, on the children. As it is... My kids are really actually quite happy. I know a lot of kids that like love Osh. Yeah. And to be honest, they don't hate it. Yeah. They don't dislike being there. They do fun things. Yeah. But when they heard they lost, I, I'd lost my job, they said, oh, so we don't have to go to Osh? Okay. Like, and it's not that they don't like it. They just, 
they'll just say, I would just prefer to be home with you. That's right. Um, and in school holidays, you know, since we've, school holidays used to be me just doing lots of stuff when I was working from home and yep. just kind of juggling my work around that. Um, and then when I went to work and then I had to work through the school holidays and then they started doing vacation care and, and whatever. Yep. And I would get to the start of the holidays and they're just going, can we have more mum days yep. and less vacation care days? Yeah. And they loved what they... They do love the activities they do at Ocean Vacation Care and the other things we pay for. But they just do prefer yeah. to have... As a parent, time. it's pretty heartwarming to know yeah, that they want to be spending right. time with exactly. you. Exactly. So I think, um, yeah, if I was to send them to Osh five days a week, yeah. they wouldn't... I mean, you know, you can throw things at kids and they just have to deal with it to a certain extent. Yeah. And um, I'm not kind of, you know, being too fragile about it. But, yeah, they're, they're going to be happier yeah. if they have less... Yeah, less time that they're doing something else and it's not with me or my husband. Yeah, yep, no, and that makes sense. And, you know, ultimately you want to see your children happy and thriving yes, in what they yeah, have to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, at this point with the with the two-year-old, we're just still very much in that stage. Like, So she goes to childcare three days a week and at the end of three days, they're not consecutive days, but there's two consecutive days. At the end of those two days, she is a basket case, yeah. like tantrums yeah. and just loses it at everything. She's just tired. And I think um, – and so two of those days are, are until four. Yeah. Um, so I think if I was trying to put her into five days until six, yeah. um, she's, she's just not going to – tolerate that well yeah um just with tiredness yeah um and obviously you know they they get to us like at some stage anyway like once they go to school and stuff they get really tired and, yeah and whatever but at this point for her i just think it would make parenting her and just her well-being she would just be so tired yeah. all the time and just would not be a nice person <laughs> yeah, yeah um we just we would just have that meltdown every every night yeah um, instead of just the nights where it's been two days in a row, yeah, childcare, yeah, because um, that would be every yeah, night. exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I think yeah, she is better off at this point in time until yeah. she gets a bit more stamina, yeah, um, not having too much more. So in that kind of proposal of working, both of us working four days, mm. it would mean that she would still have two days yeah. at home to yeah recover yeah yeah <laughs> relax the thing is she's getting to the stage of starting to not want to have a sleep yeah um so it's not feeling like those days are much of recovery at the moment yeah yesterday we i went to school pick up and she just hadn't had a sleep during the day which is becoming a bit more common yeah it'll get to school pick up time and she hasn't had a sleep so we jump in the car we drive to school and we get out the car and she's oh, her, her words like every three minutes of carry me carry me <laughs> so okay i'll carry her so i pick her up and carry her and we're standing and we're waiting for the bell to go at school pickup and i feel <laughs> there's a trail of drool Heaviness. down my arm oh, and yeah. she's falling asleep and she's drooling down my bare arm awesome <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of like you're asleep aren't you <laughs> she's just like she's yeah. got to three o'clock and that's it and she's that's, her threshold. that's yep. her threshold i cannot go on anymore yep. but she has she does occasionally have a day where she doesn't have a sleep and that again is not down city yeah um when it gets to the end of the day so we're kind of losing that um and so once they kind of get 
out of that sleep entirely. Yeah. Instead of because I, I always say to people, this is kind of one of the advice that I give to to you know people when they have children. Yeah. Um, is that you have a stage where they'll have three sleeps a day, and then you have a stage where they have two. And it's quite okay when they're doing one of those other, one or the other. Yeah. But there's a little twilight zone in between. Yes. And it just can get very. Yes. That's when they're falling asleep in the high chair. Yeah. Trying to eat food. Yeah. And that's when they're, you know, yeah. it just go, it just doesn't work that well yeah. when in that transition that period. Transition. Once they get to two, they're yeah. fine. Once they go from, they go from two, and then they go through the weird period. Yeah. The twilight zone, <laughs> and then they come out the other side, and they're at one. Fine. Yeah. Um, so we're a bit in that twilight zone. Yeah. Where she's not comfortably, happily having a good sleep every day. Yeah. And she's not right to not have a sleep at all. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, again, not not a great time to try and um, well, that's it. get her to be out of the yeah. out of the house every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then again, I'm saying I'm, I'm likely to do that for a few months. So yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah um, you work with what you have to. Exactly. That's um, it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, in your family's paid work environment, or at the moment as it stands, you know, not paid for you, maybe yep. potentially for a little while, um, do you feel like your family responsibilities are well supported? Um, I guess in the work environment I did have, it was supported to an extent, but I guess it was just partially just having an understanding of what that responsibility really meant. Mm -hmm. So it was a part-time role and it was only ever advertised as a part-time role. So it wasn't like it was a full-time job and I negotiated part-time and that was kind of them being supportive of my responsibilities. That was the agreement I entered into. So that was how it was only ever going to be part-time. And so, and then the thing that I did have was the ability, they didn't really care what day I was in at work. So if the kids had sports day, I could swap. I did that recently. I swapped around for sports day, worked a different day, went to sports day. So I could do that, um, swap things around and that was fine. Um, But yeah, I guess it's that thing. I I remember a while ago someone saying to me when we were talking um, just about work and kids and stuff like that, and someone said to me, there's people who think they know and then there's people who really know. Mm. So I guess the people I worked with, they kind of had a bit of an understanding, a lot of them had children themselves, Mm -hmm. Um, but when it really got down to a lot of it, didn't really kind of just understand where I was coming from with a lot of stuff. Yeah. The business had very set hours. Yeah. Um, so it was 9 to 5.15 and it was very hard to say the building got locked up after that. And so I couldn't stay late to do any work. So, you know, ideally, uh, if, if I had a day that maybe I was dropping off at school, so I was a bit late into the office... But then they had childcare until six, so I could stay a bit later. Yeah. And then it would even even out yeah. in that way. Couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, couldn't, didn't have any flexibility to kind of shift hours around earlier, later. Yeah, right. Um, that kind of thing to, to, to kind of make up. Yeah. Uh, just be a bit flexible, you know, have an appointment this day and just stay, you know, and start, you know, mid-morning. Yeah. And then finish a bit later and get my husband to do all the pickups that day yes. or something. You know, yeah. we didn't really have any flexibility yeah. around that. And, and when I'd worked in government before and you have the whole idea of flexi time and core hours and stuff, it was very different. And yeah. it's, it had been a... Well, I'd never really worked anywhere that was that regimented. Yeah. Like I've not done, you know, um, shifts and stuff like that. Yeah. Where 
where it particularly um, was crucial or seeing clients or whatever at yes. a certain you know appointment time um so I'd not really worked with that before and I guess it was also just just what the understanding was like so I would um leave work on a Thursday and then I didn't work on Friday and they'd be like oh enjoy your long weekend yeah and they're like oh yeah I could really do with a long weekend and like you've, I can. you've just got no idea yeah like yeah. what I'm not going home to have a cup of tea and uh, <laughs> yeah. sit by the pool with a cocktail yeah yeah. yeah yeah um and I, I I mean I used to you know try and point it out to them like one day recently it was a really nice day uh, it was just like sunny and mid-20s it was just a lovely day um and I said oh well, I, uh, this is a day that I leave left early to get the kids from school and so I said oh I'm going I'm going I'm going out to the sunshine just making a bit of a joke and they're like oh yeah it'd be really nice to do that well I'd like to just leave now enjoy the sunshine I'm like okay you're gonna pick up my three kids yeah you're gonna feed them you know yeah. like, like it's just exactly just um I guess I just worked with people that had older children yeah it was mostly men that I worked with yeah and so they were the men that had the wives that did the part-time work or no no work at all when they had young children. Yeah. So even though they were part of those family units, yeah, on a lot of levels they didn't kind of really get what yeah. what I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, apart from, you know, that change in flexibility of hours, is there anything else that the workplace could do to create or increase support? Um... No, I mean, I guess from my workplace perspective, it was probably the other good part, I suppose, was that if I had a sick child or a sick, it was sick myself, it wasn't like, oh, you're having more yeah. sick leave. Like, they were just quite, you know... Um, and I'm not sure if that was from a point of understanding or just actually not caring. Yeah. Like, like it just wasn't that crucial. Yeah. Whether I was there or not. But yeah, it was. It was. I never kind of felt because of, of course, you know, when I started working there, you have the whole first winter of childcare. Yeah. And so, like, they were quite supportive or not fussed um, right. about that kind of thing. I guess um, if I look at my husband's work, uh, two different workplaces the the workplace that he did have there was a lot that could be done there with with kind of support yeah um I guess he came across the issue quite clearly that when he was working part-time he was questioned a lot about whether he was um engaged and dedicated to his job yeah whether he was engaged in the work and whether he was really committed yeah right. because he was he was um working four days so obviously just kind of understanding yeah. um, that people can work part-time and still be very committed to their jobs and do a really good job. Yeah. Um, I mean, he certainly felt at the time that his work was being questioned but not on any basis of work output yeah. or outcomes or anything like that. Yeah. The question was purely on hours. Yes. And physically being there yeah right um less hours yeah he you know when these questions started arising he asked you know what am i not doing yeah what have i failed on what have i what have i not achieved what am i not doing yeah and he could never get any kind of answer on that right um it was really just about not being there yeah for one day and then as a lot of people that work four days will tell you 
they still do just as much work. Yeah. In in four days as they do in five. Exactly. They just get more efficient. Yeah. And they just yeah squander less time. Yeah. Uh, they just get in there, get stuff done, productive. get out. So I guess where is working now? They don't really do working from home, which is fair enough. Different workplaces that suit different places. They don't do a higher degree of working part-time, although I guess it's quite a male-dominated industry, so it might... Yeah, I don't know if it's... If it's the rules don't allow for part-time or just the way things work with individual managers, yeah. it's not really seen as something that um, happens a lot. Yes. Um, but then there is the core work hours and flexi time and, and you know, make, yeah, starting a bit later but then finishing later yeah. is quite quite okay with yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, good and, good and bad. There's yeah, and disadvantages there. Yeah. So in this scramble of work and family life, have there been any funny or disastrous moments amongst it? Um, I think I've probably mentioned some of my disastrous moments in the podcast already like sending my eldest to school with no lunch one day yeah yeah um i'm sure many have done that before <laughs> just it was the last day of term and then i picked her up and she's like why didn't you pack lunch for me and it was just a miscommunication i guess kind of looking back it was in the time when uh, we were both working part-time so while the advantages definitely outweigh the disadvantages what i did find is that when you have two brains who are being across the details of who's being fed and who has a lunch order that day and who needs to have this form to school this day, yep. if there's two of you, there's a chance for there to be a gap for things to fall in. Yeah. Whereas if there's one of you, you might forget things, but generally you know if something's done or not. Yeah. Whereas if there's two brains on it, you can have the situation where you assume the other one's yes. on it. Yes. Which is kind of what happened with the lunch, is that there's just a miscommunication about who was doing what. Yeah. Um, and, in the, and then there's a child that has the emergency canteen sandwich. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because that, that piece of information has just fallen in the gap between, yep. between the two of us. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I um, yeah, went back to work, uh, more formal work, during the year that I had the... One at school, one at kindy, yeah. one at, well, she had to start childcare. And so I, I think what had happened is I had nominated to be on the kindy committee, yeah. management committee, before I got the job. And then in between the, when I nominated and when we had the first meeting, I'd got the job that I had. Yeah. Uh, and so I still continued to, to go on the committee but I was I was a write-off. Uh, I think there was two meetings. So there's only two meetings a term yep. for four terms. There's eight meetings. I think there was two meetings that I just completely forgot the meeting was on. Yeah, right. And didn't rock up. Yeah. And there was another meeting I was sick. So there's there's like a, a, a minimum level that you're meant to go to <laughs> to actually be <laughs> a, a voting <laughs> committee member. And I'm not even sure that I made the the, um, the minimum. There was paperwork that I never did. I was just a space cadet. Um, <laughs> just as as I said, I'd I kind of agreed to do it, got this job. Then I was just doing that whole three kids in three different places. Yeah, yeah. Scattered, um, of, yeah. And I just on balance with that job, I did it okay because yeah. I did. I was um, chairperson of the committee when my eldest was at kindy. Yeah, and I did a lot. Yeah, more than the average would. Uh, we had to recruit a new director in that year. Okay, and so I had to do interviews 
I didn't have to. I volunteered to do interviews yep. um, and do uh, – so it was, a, it was quite an involved process. So I put in a lot of hours yeah. above the average for that job for when my eldest was at kindy. So yep. when I did the job when my middle one was at kindy, I'm just going, on balance, I did okay. But the second the second time I was in the committee, I was terrible. Uh, like, I'd, I was – yeah. You I'd can't give barely, you anything. <laughs> barely warranted turning up, I think. Um, but I had hired the director we had from yep. that recruitment process. So, I, um, you know, she was still there two years later. Yep. So I think she cut me a bit of slack. She had an appreciation level, yeah. <laughs> she was like, sure, that's okay. That's okay. That's I'll let it slide. <laughs> that's fine. But, uh, yeah, certainly since, you know, last year, um, getting into the, you know, two, two kids at school – phase um just yeah a lot more on top of things yeah um and so it has improved although i mean even still you have well, we have recently there was japanese day at school and they had like a special lunch order thing oh, that yes. you could do that you couldn't just order on the day as with you normal lunch orders this is like order a week in advance type thing yeah and both girls just totally missed out because i just had not got the form in yeah yeah. On the day, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, you know, the other class are... Um, <laughs> tucking away tucking on their sushi. Away and on their sushi and whatever. And then uh, it was for sports day. Similarly, we had an order that you had to do before the day. You couldn't order it on the day. Yeah. And so Subway. They get Subway on sports day. Okay. Um, and so I just didn't order it. And I was taking... I was, as I said, I swapped my days around to go to... Go to um, sports day, so I ended up going and buying Subway oh <laughs> and bringing goodness. it to them. Yeah, because <laughs> I had other stuff on. I didn't really have time to. Well, I could have made lunch, but yeah. Um, so that's a devoted parent right there. No, well, I was there anyway. Like I was, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to get myself lunch as well, yeah. so it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't really too too hard. But my eldest, she was so funny because they do Subway orders and you only get cold meats right and she would generally have something that's warm yep melted cheese yep warm foods um so while everyone else is fronting up with their ham and their turkey and whatever she's got meatballs and melted <laughs> cheese and all this and she's like yeah this was so yeah, good when you forgot to put it. the form in <laughs> This has worked to my benefit this today, This has worked to my benefit. I get heat. I get all the good stuff while everyone else has uh, got their cold meats. Love it. She uh, worked it to her advantage. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you got to do. Um, is your version of family anything like you thought family would look like before you had the kids? Um, it, it is different. Um, I think I feel the distance between my immediate family more now than I thought I would, than mm-hmm. I realised I would. Yeah. Um, I guess I've lived in a different part of the state to my family for longer than I have with them yep. now. Um, like moving out to go to uni and then never staying here ever yeah. since. So, yeah, it's, it's been more years away than it has been living at home. Mm. Um, and so I just kind of thought I was pretty on top of living away from my family yeah you know knew what it was all about had dealt with it wasn't really a big issue and then when you start when you've got kids and you're just kind of looking for advice or looking for someone just to help out um yeah I feel that a lot more yeah than I ever did for the many years that I lived away before having kids yeah um so it's and yeah I think it's just harder than I thought yeah um 
yeah, I guess I remember when my eldest was reasonably young um, and just kind of going, it's a lot more physical than I thought it would be. Yeah. And I don't mean like I was slapping them around or anything, but I just mean I wasn't expecting to just be like physically picking them up and yes. moving them to somewhere they need to be quite as often. Yeah. There was a... <laughs> It was a lot more kind of person-to-person contact, <laughs> contact than, than I kind of thought it would be more in the hug department. Yes. And I've just, I just remember being surprised at how much kind of like yes. picking up and just getting somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere and sometimes it depends on your gaps, doesn't it? And if you have a couple close together that, you know, are still relatively yes. dependent on you physically. Yes, that's, that's right. That's really, really tiring. Yes, it yeah. is. When, when, yeah, so what was it? When um, my middle one was born and my eldest was just over two um, and decided the first day I was home with the two of them, like the day my husband went back to work, Decided she had to be toilet trained. Yeah, right. Good time. <laughs> but she literally just took off her nappy, would not put it back on. Um, and so yeah, that involves a whole different level of yeah. physicality of pulling, on, like getting onto the toilet, off the toilet. Yeah. 50 times because when they're starting, they do want to, they do have to go often. Yeah. Um, just to check and yep. they think it's time and then it's not time. And yeah, yeah, there was just, yeah, you, she's still obviously wants at that age to be picked up all the time. Yeah. And carried all the time. And then you've got the baby that you also need to carry. And my middle one was a bad refluxy baby and so had to, really had to be held yeah. all of the time, other, like upright. Yeah. Because there's no real way of having her upright without being in contact with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, certainly the, the physical aspect of just those bodies. Yes. <laughs> was, yeah, at its peak, at its peak then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also kind of losing the sense of your own space and yes. body as yes. well. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah. Like I remember in those early days, as I said, just doing that toilet training when you, you really you've just been thrown into the two kids at home by yourself thing. And I remember breastfeeding the middle one whilst getting the older one on and off the toilet. Yes. Like literally at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, like lift her off and still hold the breastfeeding child. Yeah, and yep. get her to wash her hands afterwards and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the just, yeah, exactly. quite a lot of contact. Yes, no exactly. one's getting far away from me. Yeah, there. that's it. Exactly. <laughs> no personal space. Um, so, what advice would you give to a person who is about to enter family work life stage of life? Um, I would say, I guess just. Talk about how you want things to happen or what the possibilities are of how work and children are going to work beforehand. Yeah. Um, just often it just falls into a default without kind of thinking, okay, this person is working in a type of job that is going to be better for working part-time or yeah. being more flexible hours. So that person, male or female might be the best one to take on this role for these years. Yeah. Um, this person is in a job that they can do the job and still get paid just as much. Yeah. 
um, even if they're doing less hours, uh, enough per uh, the same per hour, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this person's going to have to go to a much lesser role to work part time. So yeah. you know, whoever it is, male or female, might be the best person. Yeah. Just kind of to, to look at it objectively in the first before you have the children to to kind of decide what is going to work best and not just fall into husband will keep working full-time and wife will work part-time or not at all yeah or, or work full-time and kind of have that entire like incredible load yes on them i would say to people to to read the book the wife drought yeah I think that's really valuable. And the whole time I was reading it, I was like, everyone should read this before they have children. Because yeah. it just goes through. It's quite... There's a, a lot of factual information in there, statistics mm. about how, you know, families um, work yeah. uh, and do the whole working and children thing. Um, so just to kind of get a lot of that um, really factual information and just see... It all written out, um, I think, is very valuable. So other than that, I would just say be realistic about what you can achieve. Yeah. Um, things do get harder and keeping a clean house is a lot harder. And you kind of, it's like, duh, like obviously yeah. that is. But um, just be realistic about what you can do and still stay sane. Yeah. Like, um, there's every now and then you see on the internet this kind of joke thing about, um, it's like a, you know, with a house and, and so it's like a triangle. There's, there's, you know, sanity and a clean house and happy children and yeah. you can choose two. <laughs> and it's like a joke, but it's really true. Yeah. Like it is really true. Yeah. Um, you can have a clean house, but while you were cleaning that house and not paying attention to your children. Yeah they've either gone and messed something up yep. so you haven't achieved clean house yep. or they've been bored and they're not that happy Yeah. or they've done some activity like they've played a video game and at the end of that their um, mood is not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to be realistic that you, you can only have two of those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's much more kind of basic level yep. than that that you, that you just cannot have all of yeah everything you can't have everything yeah um, how you'd like it and other than that I guess just that it is a really big evolution we kind of think before we have children okay we've we, we've had children and, and then we've gone into this phase. But it just changes so much over time. Yeah. With adding more children, with children doing different things, going to school, going to childcare, um, going through different stages, going through medical things, um, it just changes a lot. Yeah. So um, even if you've got one child and they're just kind of rolling around the floor not doing much and you go, okay, well, this is what I can... This is how it goes now. This is what I can do. I'm going to map out the rest um, of, of, you know, work life or whatever based yeah. on, on what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, it just changes a lot. The rules change. The situation changes. Yeah. So just be aware that it it's not going to stay how it is. Yeah. It's going to evolve and you're going to have to, yeah, yeah. adapt, change, uh, be flexible. Um, yeah with the way that you approach things and and, um, don't expect 
that it's going to be the same, like having kids is the same all the way through. Yes. It's, it's uh, I mean, we've spoken about on the podcast before about going from one child to two children and just how that is quite a big step because when you have one, they might get sick one day or they might get sick every now and then. And so you might be, you know, maybe taking days off work for that child to be sick. Um, but then you get two. And chances are one gets sick, so you're home with them. Then the next one gets it. And so then you've got more time off with the, you know, they don't get sick at the same time. Yeah. And then you might get it. And so then you might be away again. And just the chance, when you get more children, the chances that one of them's got something that's yes. a problem right now. Yeah. Uh, just increase exactly. So, like that, I, I remember noticing that specifically around bedtime when when I had two. So um, my eldest, she was okay, but she, you know, wasn't wasn't the best at going to bed. So sometimes it took a lot of work. But she'd go through stages. Sometimes she'd be good. Sometimes she'd be not so good. Yeah. But most on the whole, it wasn't too bad. And then we get another one. And similarly, she might have been okay sometimes and not okay other times. But when you had two, there was always one of them that was having trouble getting to sleep at yeah. night at any given time. Yeah. So you never just kind of, for a long time there, you never just kind of went, okay, everyone's in bed, right, we're good. Yeah. It took time. It took a lot of man hours being in there, getting getting the sleep bedtime stuff sorted. And, yeah, when it's one, you do that for a couple of weeks and then it goes away and you're right for a couple of months or something. And, and when there's two, there's always yeah. someone. And then, of course, three, it's it's kind of worse again. There's always someone that's having yeah. a hard time getting to sleep, so there's never those e- easy evenings for quite a while yeah. until they, you know, get a bit older. So, it, yeah, it evolves and it changes a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to roll with the punches. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Well, Hayley, thank you for joining us today and taking your hat off and sitting the other side of the Yes, the other side of the microphone. Yeah, exactly. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You can share any of the posts on Facebook or you can go to the website www.headofacodfish.com find this episode and use one of the share buttons directly under the podcast player if you like to chat and get support from other working parents you can join the facebook group associated with the podcast it is called codfish squad and you can find it at www.headofacodfish.com slash codfish squad now that will take you to the right place on facebook you can request to join and once approved you can come and chat to us now as you can imagine the hardest part of this podcast is finding people to interview well that's not exactly true the hardest part is scheduling working parents to be interviewed after i've found them but the second hardest part is finding people to interview. So if you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed or you think has an interesting story to tell, please get in contact with me. You can send me a message on Facebook or use the email address headofacodfish at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.